Welcome to the Grace-Filled and Graceful podcast, where we go from chaos to confirmation, confusion to clarity, and self-conscious to confident when building your online business using your God-given strengths. I'm Jennifer Emanuel, and inside we're creating full-time fulfilling income in a way that feels great to our souls. Let's get started. Hey, it's Jennifer. Welcome back to Grace-Filled and Graceful. Uh, we are starting this new season. Um, I, I had never had a thought before doing this that um, I wasn't going to do anything but just have a bunch of podcasts, but I was inspired and thought this was a really great idea, especially for those people that maybe are going to uh, meet me later on uh, and would like to learn more about kind of where I got started and some thought process processes behind um, answering the call and where it came from and, and how it's kind of always been there. And I believe that in explaining this, you're going to see the same thing has happened in your experience. When you're building your online business using your spiritual strengths as part of the business, you're going to see that these things have been with you forever. Then uh, let me give a shout out to the countries that have joined us. Okay, we have America. Hooray, America. We've also had Germany join us. Nigeria. Canada, Japan, Australia, Norway, Ireland, and the United Kingdom. So um, thank you, listeners from all over the world. I really pray that uh, from my mouth to your ears, and I believe that um, God is bringing us all together uh, so that I can serve and encourage you in doing what it is that you've been asked to do. So this particular podcast is going to be uh, about sprouting. So last one was acorn. That was just, you know, getting started. It's such a great analogy of a, a tree that you'll find over and over again in answering the call. And, and the idea is the everything that we have, everything that we need to have a huge tree. Um, I have a, a huge oak tree on my property and it, started like the acorns that hang off of it and fall off every October onto our house. Uh, But everything we needed, everything that tree needed uh, was inherent in the acorn when it fell from whatever it fell from. It, yeah, it had everything inherent in it. It just needed to have a great um, environment in order to grow. And so here we are, we started from an acorn, we're sprouting now uh, in my experience and uh, look back at, to show, to prove that everything that you have, everything that you need, that you feel like you need right now in business, you have had it since the very beginning. It was inherent in you as part of our confirmation. And so this is when uh, I get to go over a little bit about how how things flowed after college. Now, for me, after college, I moved back in with my parents uh, because I didn't have a job. In fact, when I first graduated, that was the first time in my life that I can remember having not been in school and school being such a structure in my life for, I guess I was 21 when I graduated. I almost went, you know, just as normal, I almost felt like I went through an identity crisis because I couldn't say I was a student anymore. I didn't know any other way to be but a student. And so it took some time. I think uh, now looking back at it, it, it not only took four months for me to find my first job, um, but it also probably took that long for me to identify as a as a as somebody that worked because... <laughs> 
at least, you know, a full-time job um, because I'd never worked a full-time job before. Um, so isn't it interesting how sometimes we hold ourselves back because we can't see ourselves in a role yet? And I don't know if I necessarily held myself back. I was looking for work, but I finally did get started working and it was at a bank in the town where I lived, like one of the downtown banks, not just like a, a bank, like on the corner, but like the downtown version of the bank where all of the different departments were in the bank. The whole building was the bank. I was eager to serve. Um, this is, like I said, the first time I had a full-time job, I was eager to serve uh, my boss. And and of the people that I worked with at the bank, he was the one that I um, respected the most. Uh, in fact, uh, at lunchtime, he would close his doors, he would pull out his Bible, and he'd have lunch while he read his Bible. And um, little did I realize that that was not the norm. <laughs> While I learned a lot at my job at the bank, I learned what I was good at even more, you know, confirmation of what I was good at, confirmation of what I wasn't good at, confirmation of um, who I enjoyed hanging out with. Because, you know, if you're going to work full time somewhere, you're going to be spending a lot of time with people. And most of the people, again, I didn't fit in with. And, and <laughs> at this point, you would have thought that I maybe I did. I don't remember having thought of like, OK, why does it not feel like I fit in with most people? Uh, I'll just say that there was um, there was a lot of office politics. There was a lot of office drama. Uh, it felt pretty much like I was still in high school. I was in commercial lending in the bank, helping to support the head of that department there at the downtown location. And I really excelled at, uh, I guess nowadays you'd call it project management. Um, running a bunch of different things at different times and paying attention to where we were in each thing, learning all kinds of different, you know, parts of working at a bank, actually getting most of my work, quote unquote, done pretty quickly throughout the day. In fact, there was lots of time when I would um, end up reading the Wall Street Journal when I, I mean, I was done with everything. I was around if somebody needed me for something, I was willing to help other people in other departments, but like I was there was nothing to do. <laughs> So I was reading the Wall Street Journal, which was something that I had never done before. Um, and actually, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I found it really interesting. And so I decided about a year of that job to um, make a lateral move. And uh, I worked in human resources uh, under the training section of the bank. So when new people came in, there would be like an orientation. We were, uh, we were um, responsible for that. Also, uh, training on different programs, different systems that they used um, do for their, you know, their daily work. And it was here that I got my first taste of actually presenting slash teaching slash hosting, welcoming, and all of those things I was surprisingly good at. I was surprisingly good at teaching, which I never was interested in. At any, I mean, besides playing it when I was in second grade, I, I just the thought of standing in front of a room full of children never, never sounded good to me. <laughs> I was basically petrified of the idea of standing in front of a room of children. But these professionals, quote unquote, that I got to stand in front of and welcome to the culture and they kind of facilitate their first experiences working at the bank was, I thought it was very, um, satisfying and 
then I got to teach some different computer systems that they used at the bank as well. And I really enjoyed the idea of having, of, of knowing something, being able to read the room and impart that knowledge, those aha moments on these people that were eager to learn. So going back to our spiritual strength and the book by Donna Katie Fortune called Discover Your God-Given Gifts, one of the motivational gifts is, and a, motiva- a motivational gift is one that gets us to move. It motivates us. It, it gets us into action. It's, it's kind of our reason to get up in the morning. And so one of them is teaching. And according to the book, it says a teacher is one who loves to research and communicate truth. And that is something that has wound its way through my entire life as far as I can remember back. And so anytime that I mention that, I want you to take a perspective of looking back on your life to see what patterns or truths you have seen um, filter through your life. That feeling of confirmation that you're exactly where you need to be and that you've been there the whole time is such a freeing and exciting feeling. Now, as you're going to be learning in the next couple of podcasts, I um, got a lot more experience in teaching and uh, moved that experience into leadership. And I have a real heart for those uh, for teaching teachers, so to speak. Uh, and so as you're building an online business, you're basically going to be imparting the truth about some subject on the clients that you're going to be serving. And so it, it um, as, as time has moved on, I have definitely seen this excitement about this whole genre of, of um, teaching. Now, people call it a bunch of different things. A uh, teacher can be, uh, like the book said, researcher. It can be the actual physical teacher. It can be coach. It can be mentor. It can be leader. But it's one that somebody looks to for uh, experience and knowledge and uh, insight, which is exactly the role that you're playing. So to, to wrap up today, then you know a little bit more about the uh, sprouting steps. I'm going to call this maybe sprouting one because something that um, was has been really instrumental in my growth personally, professionally, spiritually, um, I'm going to be covering next week. But uh, I thought about today what I could wrap up with that would um, kind of be a, a takeaway. So looking back at my what what I went into working my first corporate job, what I went in to the situation with, and what it left me with, because it was about um, I want to say I worked in corporate for in a corporate setting. I worked in a corporate setting for maybe three years. So what I went into it with was the idea of I've been working for this my whole life. I mean, my whole 21 years. I went to school. I did as well as I could do. Uh, I'm proud of what I put forth, did what I was asked to do. I kind of look at some of it as jumping through hoops. (laughs) I wanted to graduate and have a diploma because I thought it meant some specific things. And so I was willing to jump through the hoops of um, 12 grades, and then uh, four more years of hoops um, to get this piece of paper to show that I was qualified and could be trusted with a role in a corporate setting. And when I got there, 
just uh, just like any of the other times, I feel like I have arrived at a new position or a new chapter in life. I look at myself and I, th- I say, well, now I'm working in corporate, in a corporate setting. I don't feel any different than I did 24 hours ago when I wasn't working in a corporate setting. And I'm no more happy than I was before I was working in a corporate setting, except for, you know, a paycheck is nice. <laughs> That's true. Different kind of happy. Let's just say joy-filled. And so this is an example of another thing that I've felt many times. Perhaps you have as well. I'll be happy when XYZ. I'll be happy when I graduate. I'll be happy when I get a job. And I remember walking into my job uh, from the parking lot. My first job after college, I was walking from the parking lot to the bank. And I had this thought. It just came over me, just popped up. Well, this is what I'll be doing for the next 40 years. And then I'll retire. I mean, what a sad thought. I mean, it didn't, it wasn't necessarily because it was at a bank. It could have been anywhere. But just the thought of, well, this is it. Get to hang out in this part of life for 40 years and then I'll retire. And I think a lot of people have had that thought, get wrapped up in that feeling or emotion. And it's, it's, I would say it's quite a bit of a a very, a, a big letdown. So I'll be happy when is a lie because. When you get there, when you have arrived, it's almost a disappointment because you thought it was going to be something else. Maybe your dreams are too far away from reality, meaning we are in reality right now, this very moment, and we can work here and now. We don't have to go. We don't have to be and go somewhere else to make a difference or to to start change. You have what you need right now. And envisioned a, a point A and a point B on my piece of paper. Point A being I'm here and point B being quote unquote success. Whatever you see as success in your online business because it can be anything. And why does it have to be that one is so far away from the other? I mean, I'm looking at it on my paper and it's, it's inches. It's probably five inches. Why can't we take the success and move it back to right next to or on, right next to or on top of the I'm here? Now, isn't that a whole different feeling? Like, what happened to you when I said, let's take success that's five inches over on this sheet of paper and move it to where we are right now? And I think it gives a whole different perspective and a, a feeling of, I have what I need, where I am, so let's get started. There's no need to wait until you have a new computer or until you have the best date book or until you have the right relationships or you have, it, there's no there's no use having that thought. What do you have right now? You have everything you need right now to get to the next place. And whether that next place be by the end of the day or next week, I think that in knowing that the success that you are looking for is what you have right now, it gives you your, it, it empowers you. It, it, it simplifies things. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're running after something that's always moving. There's, it's, it's powerful, powerful, powerful right there. And I think that that in itself is almost like a, a, a different perspective on what the Holy Spirit is doing with us, that he is taking care of everything for us in each day. Give us each day our daily bread, everything that we need. 
for the day. It's already there. I think that it's going to make the journey more joyful. And that's one of the things that I, I'll talk about next week in, um, in what I talk, I'm talking about. Acorns number two. Sorry, sprouts number two. <laughs> the idea of enjoying the journey. Okay, season two, there you have it, episode two. We'll see you next week at this time. Hey, if you want to get a hold of me, it's as easy as sending me an email. Um, by the way, it's Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, two N's, one F, Emmanuel, E-M-A-N-U-E-L, one M, co, C-O, at gmail.com. So shoot me an email uh, or go over to jenniferemmanuel.com. And uh, check out check out the website. There's a really great uh, download there that covers uh, the first and um, I think most important step of answering the call. It's all about confirmation, and so you um, click that. That'll also get you enrolled in my uh, weekly newsletters. You get one a week, and uh, I really am excited to offer this uh, because. Social media isn't my favorite thing. I see that it's useful for so much, but it does take, it just wastes a lot of time. I should say for me, I, I don't know you, but it and puts things in front of my eyes that are not true, noble, right, pure, lovely, excellent, praiseworthy. I need to do a whole podcast on just boredom. I think that, I think that would be really helpful. been having some thoughts about that lately. All right. Thanks for hanging with me for this short time. And I will uh, talk with you next week. Go ahead and let somebody in South America or really any of the continents. Tell them about us, share the podcast, and we'll grow together.